0: So, I have a question for you. Isn't it about time that you put your needs a little higher on the priority list? Welcome to Socket. My name is Kathy Suver, and Socket is the culmination of the life lessons that I've learned in my 47 years. To give you a little background about myself, I grew up in New Jersey. Um, I was an athlete, a springboard diver, gymnast, a swimmer. Um, I just loved being outside in the sun, especially in the water. When I was 17, I was invited to go to a training camp uh, that was run by the Olympic coach, Ron O'Brien, down in Boca Raton, Florida. Uh, I always like to preface that by saying that I was by no means Olympic bound, but I could just throw a couple cool flips and twists off the high dive. So I went down to this two-week camp and I learned seven new dives. And on the last day of diving camp, I went to do the hardest dive that I had practiced and I got nervous and didn't throw it properly. So instead of landing vertical on the water, I landed flat on my back. I knew I'd kind of hurt my back, but I didn't know how badly. Um, I flew home to New Jersey and I remember being sore. I remember icing it. But about two weeks later, I bent down in my closet to pick up a laundry basket and I dropped to the ground. No one was there. I couldn't get up. I was laying there for two hours. I say two hours. It could have been 20 minutes. I don't really know. I honestly thought I was paralyzed. And so once my mom got home, she got me up, and I started going to our family doctor. And after about a year and a half of being somewhat partially debilitated, um, the doctor looked at me and said, I don't know what to tell you. You have the back of a 70-year-old woman. You might as well just get used to it. Um, I was... Obviously not happy with that. And I started college and I remember someone asking me if I'd ever seen a chiropractor. I was like, well, what's a chiropractor? So I found a chiropractor, my dad knew, and I went, and after the first visit, I stood up, felt like he'd taken a knife out of my back. And a couple visits later, I went in, I said, Hey dude, I said, I haven't had a headache since you started adjusting me. He's like, Yeah, your neck was out of alignment too. So a couple weeks in and I'm 95% better and I walk into the chiropractic office and there's a new sign that says, do you wanna be a chiropractor? I was like, hell yes, sign me up for this. So I dropped out of the college I was going to, I started taking all the prerequisites at the community local community college. And then in um, 1995, moved out to Davenport, Iowa to go to Palmer College of Chiropractic. Um, I finished up my chiropractic schooling in 1998. Um, And then in 1999, moved to Naperville, Illinois, and opened up uh, my practice with my now ex-husband. We had two beautiful children. um, And then in 2007, a number of things happened. Um, Number one, decided that it was time for us to end our marriage. Um, There were lots of signs and symptoms that led us to this decision. It was a tough decision, but it was the right decision. Um, And... Number two, there was a law change for Medicare billing that stopped allowing chiropractors to bill and get paid for physical therapy codes. We had three practices together at the time, and about, I would say, 70% of all of our billing was Medicare physical therapy. And in this one law change, our practice just got demolished. So we financially we're going through this terrible time, and then going through this divorce, and that that period of a year to two years was one of the worst. Um, I remember, you know, having to leave my home and get this little kind of dingy apartment, trying to make it this fun, happy space for me and my two little boys. Um, I had no money whatsoever. Like I remember having a hundred dollars in my in my bank account. And my dad and his wife, Martha, um, helped me set up an apartment, got me back on my feet, paid for a few months of it until I could kind of get my income built back up as I tried to regrow a practice that had been demolished by this law change. Um, that, took, that took some time and that took uh, some digging in to, to get me to a better place, but eventually I got there. Um, The last 12 years have included me running a large moms group now called The Branch. It was founded uh, by Kelly Thompson under Naperville Moms Network, Um, but I rebranded about two years ago. And that takes up so much of my time. I love helping moms connect and um, make sure that they know that they are not alone. Um, I also during this time opened up a business that I kind of just created from my head called Cafe and Play. It was a um, Playtown and a coffee shop for kids and for moms and for families. My sister owns a coffee shop in Esses Park, Colorado named Kind Coffee. So that was the coffee brand that I had in. And unfortunately, after three years, it just financially could not sustain itself. Um, and I ended up having to close, which was super sad, but um, kind of a relief because it was a big drain on me emotionally. Um, and after that, I have still been in practice as a chiropractor. I um, am not full time at this point. I've had a couple of injuries in the last couple of years, and we've just gone through, or still in a pandemic, which closed the practice for a little while. Um, so that that has been a smaller part of my life as I look towards continuing to help others. When I look at when I look at the branch and the moms community I run and I look at my practice and the work I do there, the best parts of both of those things in my life is being able to help other people. One of my favorite things that happens sometimes is when I'm talking with someone and they're going through something and at the end of our conversation, they look at me and say, I have been struggling with this for six months and what you just said in five minutes helped me put it into the right space in my brain and uh, now I feel like I can move forward. Thank you so much. And as more and more of that started happening and I was getting positive responses from the things that I was, you know, helping people process through, um, I, I started feeling like I wanted to do something more in this space. I wasn't quite sure what it was. Um, I broke my leg uh, last year uh, in July um, and that, set me back quite a bit. Um, I was in this big boot and a scooter. It was my right leg, so I couldn't drive. And I remember the first week being home, I I was miserable. I mean, I was just absolutely miserable. And I remember trying to fill up my Yeti of ice to take it up to bed. So I devised this plan where I was going to have a backpack on my back and I was going to, you know, scoot over to the, scoot over to the refrigerator with my my Yeti in my backpack, I take the Yeti out, I put it on the counter, I open up the freezer, I fill up the Yeti with ice, I fill it up with water, I put it back on the counter and I go to turn my backpack around to like undo it so I can get the Yeti back in the backpack. And I literally knock a 30 ounce Yeti on the ground. And now there's just ice everywhere, water everywhere, no one's home to help me. And I just started bawling. And so that next week or so, I really was kind of, I don't know if depressed is a little too, you know, too big of a term for it, but I was really bummed out in a super funk. And one day it just hit me that I'm gonna be like this for a really long time. It was about three and a half months um, that I was home for the most part. And I decided that I could either be miserable and let myself be miserable or I could find a way for me to be happy in my home. Um, And pretty shortly after, I started digging into gratitude, digging into um, just the things that I was thankful for, um, having a warm house to be able to heal in, having people around me that were willing to come and help me, um, having a loving relationship with my fiance, Jason, um, who supported me through this time. And so At the end of the day, I really found just enjoying a little more of a simple life. Um, I wasn't really out and about because I couldn't go out and about. And someone would have to come and get me. And it was a big ordeal to take crutches and scooters and all of that stuff. Um, So I found a space where I just felt happy, even though things weren't perfect. Um, And that's going to be a theme that runs through Socket is... Um, boiling it all down to a place where even if things aren't going exactly as planned or even if you're going through a really difficult time in your life that you don't always have to let that those one or two things override everything in your life that you can find ways to compartmentalize some of the negative and let the positive stand most of the time Um, At Socket, some of the main things we'll be talking about are plugging into gratitude, plugging into confidence, plugging into happiness. Um, We'll also be talking about unplugging from people or things that no longer serve you. This isn't always an easy place to live in. Um, Many times we have relationships in our lives that are just not healthy for us that we need to reevaluate, and that can be really challenging. Sometimes we need to move in a different direction in our jobs, in our careers, in our friendships. And so some of what we'll be talking about um, in the Socket podcast are those things and and how to to evaluate them and how to process them. Um, I know the way that I have gotten through life is to be really mindful about How am I taking this in? Am I giving people the benefit of the the doubt? I always say, you've never walked one second in someone else's shoes. And so when something's coming at you that's negative or someone's saying negative things about you or someone's done something that's hurt you, man, taking a step back and thinking, I wonder what they're going through right now and having that empathy, um, that has really helped me to not let something negative kind of spin around and around in my head. I look at it also as the the talk track that we have for ourselves. One of the things that um, I'm very passionate about is body image and just how are we speaking to ourselves? I know at one point I I um, I, I knew I was really not talking nicely to myself. So I decided that I was going to count the number of negative things I said to myself from the time I woke up to the time I left my house, which was about half an hour. And in that time, and I didn't like filter myself, I just let it come out, like just let it come out as it always did. And from the time I opened my eyes to the time that I left my house, I had said 25 relatively nasty things to myself. From God, your stomach is fat. Is How did you gain this weight? You look disgusting. You look puffy. A lot of it body-related um, and especially weight-related for me. Um, I will get into other conversations about my mom. Um, I have not had a relationship with my mom for the past three decades, um, and that has been a, an extremely challenging time in my life. Um, I'm a pretty open book. And so I openly share most of my life. And, you know, if you're one of my best friends, you probably know the full story. But one of the things that I'm really respectful about with my mom leaving is that while part of the story is mine, part of the story is also hers. And if you probably listen to my story and you listen to her story, they're not exactly the same stories. Um, And I don't, I don't have permission from her to share her side of the story. And so again, I'm respectful of that. Um, But at at the end of the day, it was not healthy for us to be in relationship. Um, I know that now, but back then it was a huge loss in my life and something that I have worked through with years and years of counseling. (laughs) You you are going to hear me talk about counseling um, often because between business coaches and mentors and counselors, um, they have been such a wonderful sounding board for me and my life and um, helping me get out of my own head and make sure that I'm not letting things that I can't control hold me back. Because I see so many people that have one or two really awful things happen to them in their lives, and it seems as if they kind of call it a day, crawl up in a ball, sit themselves down in a corner, and uh, just let life happen to them with this thought process that, well, I I can't be the best version of me because this, whatever it was, happened to me. I have been through the loss of my mom. I've been through a bankruptcy. I've been through a divorce. I've lost a home. I've lost a business. I've had law changes that, like I mentioned, have destroyed my practice. Um, I've lost friendships that have hurt deeply. Um, I feel as if I've gone through a lion's share of really difficult things in my life. And at the end of the day, when someone might hear kind of that story strung together, they look at me and say, good God, how are you so happy all the time? Because I am. I I worked for it. There's a meme I saw this morning. I've seen it before. And it's two cartoon characters, little stick drawings. And one one of the drawings is holding a bowl and it says happiness. And another, another drawing is saying, where did you find that? I've been looking for it. And the one that's holding the happiness said, I created it for myself. And that's what I'm hoping to help others do with Socket is to create a mindset and a life lens of happiness, empathy, kindness, gratitude, and finding ways to set boundaries, say no when you need to, um, not be trapped in a, well, I have to, because I've always done this, and it's expected of me um, Learn learning to live the life that you want for yourself. And I don't mean that in a way of saying you don't care about anyone else, but sometimes we get into relationships, or we get into jobs, or we get into other parts in our life that just, they're just not healthy, they're just not productive, Um, And we need to limit them or we need to toss them. Another thing we'll be talking a lot about in Socket is what in your life to toss, what in your life to recycle, and what in your life to elevate and how to determine whether or not something in your life is something you need to eliminate completely by tossing it or change it, right? Change your relationship, change the boundaries, change your health, change anything in your life and how you can kind of go through a metamorphosis of that. And then what are the things or the beliefs or the feelings that you want to elevate? What do you want to give more energy to? I, for me, that is that space of gratitude. It's that thankfulness of being thankful for the little things in my life um, and appreciative for the life that I've been able to build for myself. And so I am really excited to be on this journey with all of you. And um, I'm excited to bring you interviews with women and a couple of men. I think Jason I'll rope into. Jason is incredibly wise and incredibly kind. So I I think maybe he'll uh, he'll be my first uh, male interview. But I am fortunate enough to surround myself with incredible, smart, wise, generous, giving, thoughtful women. And I'm excited to share those interviews um, with you that I'm going to do with them and already have. So I thank you so much for tuning in. And I look forward to sharing more with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to the Socket Podcast. Looking for more gratitude, confidence, and happiness in your life? Check out our website, www.simplysocket.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And remember, be unapologetically you. It's a waste of energy to be anything else.